What do you want to do for the intro, though? Oh, I was thinking, like, we could have Gabe do the intro instead of her do the intro. Yeah, that'd be great. So, like, Gabe, you could, you could go, and now, or, or whatever. To introduce Lauren? You could say, uh, what does she say before every episode? She says it's the Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Yeah, Rice. Gabe, so, say, it's the Lifers Podcast. Write this down, Gabe. Might as well do it right now. With Scott Lucas. Are you typing it out? Yeah. Are you typing oh, it out? I'm writing it out. Gabe Rodriguez. How do you spell Gabe? <laughs> ben Reiser. And Lauren O'Neill. And now, here's Gabe. Or here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Or should you say with special guest, with this week's special guest, Lauren O'Neill. Or yeah, should it be, be Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, Ben Reiser, and Lauren O'Neill. I think we should say special guest. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Gabe it up. Whatever you got. This is going to go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any shakes in me. Come on, just shake it up. No. Uh, no, I gotta hammer. I gotta turn the camera off if I'm gonna do this. <laughs> just, just, just do it. It's the Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser, with today's special guest Lauren O'Neill. And now here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. All right, can you do it again? But this time, do it good. What are you talking about? Just like, <laughs> like, give it a little bit of feeling. Like, I was just reading it. Do it the way she does, but yeah, don't just read it. Like, sell it. <laughs> when you feel yourself reading, stop. I have to read, otherwise I don't know what I'm saying. Seriously? You don't know what you're <clears throat> saying at this point? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got, I'm under pressure here. I got... Eyes on it's me. just right. us. First of all, move the mic back a half an inch. Yes. Too close? Stop gaping the mic. Yeah. I thought I'm supposed to be right on top. No, no, it's it he's selling Mr. Microphone. Hey babe, we'll be Hey babe, we'll be back to pick you up later. I think it sounds cool <laughs> when you do that. I gotta ham it up for this. Okay, ham it up. It's <laughs> a lifers podcast. It's the lifers podcast with Scott Lucas. Gabe Rodriguez and Ben Reiser with today's special guest, Lauren O'Neill. And now, your guests, your guests, your host, <laughs> Scott, Gabe, and Ben. All right, that good. was much better. That's but, good. Cut it up. But, but like, <laughs> let it breathe a little bit. Like, don't just, it, don't do it like you're, you're trying to get it over with. I am. I know, I know that's what you're trying to do, but... <laughs> All right, between the three of these, you'll have some good oh, sure. work. All right. <laughs> You're going to put this whole thing on there, aren't you? <laughs> All 
It's the Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. With this week's special guest, Lauren O'Neill. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Freezing? Yeah. Will you stop asking us every five seconds if we're freezing? Listen, I need to it's know this fucking, stuff. It's two degrees here. I'm freezing. Wow. It's cold there, huh? Yeah. What, but you're taking your jacket off. Well, it's hot in my fucking oh. house, but... That's good. <laughs> fucking... Destroying it with the heat. You know, I, I just realized not too long ago that... Blink-182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, what that actually meant. Have we talked about that before? No. No. <laughs> you finally got the double entendre? Yeah, I finally got it. I never got it. It, it, doesn't make me, it doesn't make me respect it anymore. It's just now I get it. They might be getting back together. The gang. What were you going to say, Ben? <laughs> I was going to say, growing up in New York, there was this rock and roller. I still don't even know what he does. You might know him. Joe King Carrasco? Justine might, but no, no, I don't know. Go on. And and sort of after 20 years of seeing his name in the papers every fucking week that he was playing somewhere and seeing his thing on marquees, I was like, oh, it's Joe King, Joe King, Joe King, Joe King Carrasco. Joe King Carrasco. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Let's see if Justine knows who it is. Do you know who Joe King Carrasco? Yeah, C-A-R-R-A-S-C-O. Yeah, yeah, right, Carrasco. Is he a comedian? Look at you. I, don't, I, I want to find out what kind of music you play, because I don't... No, he's probably, you know, uh, he probably does a bunch of New York Dolls covers, is what I would... <laughs> no, is he's... what I'm guessing. First of all, he's not a New York artist, but he would play New York a lot. He is the king of Tex-Mex rock and roll, according to his website. Ooh, Gabe. He's a Tex-Mex new wave guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter currently based in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Mexico, as some people say. I think you mean Puerto... Puerto? Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Vallarta. Your, your pronunciation is not too good. I'm sorry. So it's cold. And I'm sure that's something that Gabe misses. Gabe, it, 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 it's pretty cold today. So cold that I went out in a scarf. And uh, that's not something I do. It took me about a half an hour to uh, work up to actually leaving the house. I was like, is this the way to wear a scarf? I, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss. But you own a scarf and you never used it till now? Or you rarely use it? I recently bought a scarf because my my favorite jacket that I like to Take off your pants and take off my pants and is uh, it's it doesn't have a hood and it, it it can be a bit cold and so I had a scarf because you know it's something that you should probably have in this kind of weather and uh, I'm just not comfortable in scarves I just mm, they're a little fancy for me but if you, you have know a winter what I mean. cap do you put something over your head do you have a hoodie. Yes, Papa, I do have a winter cap. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, the hat. 
mean, that's just, that's 101. That's winter stuff 101 stuff. That's grunge wear 101. Right, but that's the most bang for your buck as far as heat retention. I think that's better for you than a scarf. Although as a vocalist, you want to keep your throat warm, right? Thank you, Ben. Thank you. You don't have that hat with the ears that cover it and the, the, the fur all over it? I do have that hat. I love that hat. You want me to go put it on right now? As the world's most preeminent Red Hot Chili Peppers cover artist, you want to keep your throat warm at all times. Look at me, swimming in my ability. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Thank uh, Steve. Steve Sleeve sent us a, a remix. That's what the guy does of uh, our little Red Hot Chili Peppers back and forth from last week. Have you listened to that, Gabe? You listen to that? I did listen to it, but I didn't know it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought you were doing Cypress Hill the whole time. But you were doing Red Hot Chili Peppers, were you? That's right. That lyric is actually from Red Hot that, Chili Peppers. That's from that's from Give It Away Now. Give It Away Now. The only yeah, the only need to lyric cut this that out because this isn't half as funny if Gabe wasn't joking when he said, "Are you doing Cypress Hill?" No, no, it, it's funnier. <laughs> the, the only Red Hot Chili Pepper uh, lyric that Gabe recognizes is "Gong Gong Gong Ching Chong Gong Wow Wow." <laughs> Is that what he says in that one song? He's just like, fuck it. Everything I say is bullshit and gibberish anyway. So how about some real gibberish? Kind of got to give it to Anthony Kiedis there for like him, him and recognizing. Uh, the dude from Corn did the same thing, didn't he? Why? What, what's the Corn lyric? Come you on, Gabe, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. But he does the bing yang ow, whatever that is uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> biz marquee does it in my favorite biz marquee song chinese food he does like a oh yeah see chinese that's not what i was trying to do ben oh and i was just about to say this somebody's gonna accuse us of being racist yeah but i was not trying to do what you think i was trying to do and then you brought up biz marquee and now the whole thing's become racist thanks a lot ben riser Ah, the the freezing racist up in Madison. Yeah. Listen, I've been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and one of my housewives just got fired from Bravo for being racist. What? I mean, do you have Bravo? Sure. Of course. <laughs> you, you really, do you still have, like, cable or direct TV? Yeah, I still or? have cable. Okay. And you, and you watch Bravo. Remember when Bravo used to actually be Bravo? What was Bravo before when it before was Bravo. gay guys took it over? What Remember was, what, they, was they, the, what was the kind of content on that Bravo? It was the only place that you could see uh, like art films and stuff. Oh like, yeah, you know, before I moved to Chicago, that that's what Bravo did. It was an arts and entertainment uh, network similar to A and E, which used to stand for arts and entertainment. I don't know what the fuck it stands for anymore, but it certainly isn't that. But Bravo used to show these, you know, great independent movies. Oh, I can't think of a single one right high now art. off the top of my head. But and yes, high art films. Film. Yes. Oh, it was the, the actual the it film was before high art. High art. Oh, no, it didn't show high art. It showed foreign films, you know. It was it was great. Well, what about then, American movie uh, classics? Used to have American movie classics on it. AMC used to stand for something, goddammit. Are you saying Halloween 4 isn't an American movie classic? Correct. We already, I already said Halloween, it's the one with Paul Rudd. 
It's the only one that can even be considered a movie after Halloween 3. You just said that just now, or you said that? I've said it before. In, a pre- in previous front of episode. You. Yes. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> Not because of, of Paul Rudd, but whatever. But then Queer Eye started on uh, Bravo, and they were like, fuck these boring uh, foreign movies where Gabe has to read subtitles. Screw that. We're going for Queer Eye. And that dude was suddenly on every show. Yeah, but then right? Queer Eye left Bravo. Queer to Eye go is now on, on ABC or something? No, it's on Netflix. Well, I know the new Queer Eye is on Netflix. And that, by the way, is the is probably my favorite show. That show is great. Do you watch that show, Gabe? <laughs> Never seen a Queer Eye show in my life, but I'm not against it. Oh, do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. I just don't have an inkling to I'll give you a list of the top 10 best Queer Eye episodes. Uh, they're amazing. The, the, there was one from Philadelphia that we were watching yesterday. And this guy, he's giving his daughter away. She's getting married. and Give it away now. And he was missing a tooth. And I was like, those guys are going to give that guy a tooth. And he's going to fucking fall apart. And I don't want to give it away, but that's what happened. It, it's a great, great show, Gabe, and you should be watching it if you're. What do you mean they give him a tooth? That, that's what the concept of the show is. They they turn these guys, make they them turn them gay. They turn them queer. <laughs> they take no, these straight guys and they it's make more, them it's, queer. Ex- exactly. That's that's. It's called queer eye. What else would it be? Uh, there's five guys, and that's a one of them place. makes over their house. And this guy is the guy that's, he's doing the heavy lifting. Okay. Uh, he's, he's great. And then there's a guy who basically gives them a makeover. Jonathan, he's great. And then there's a guy who uh, teaches them how to cook. And then there's a guy that teaches them how to dress. Tan, he's terrific as well. Uh, and then there's this guy, Karamo. Or I think that's how, how he says it, Karamo. And as far as I can tell, this guy don't do shit. Like, you know, all these other guys are, are changing these people's lives. And this guy just goes, uh, I like metaphors. So lift this weight. And that's you carrying weight to your life. And I'm like, he changes their mind. What the fuck is, ugh. no, 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 no. Karamo, I got to give it up to, to this guy because he's, he's quite the charlatan. Everybody else is like putting in hard work and changing these people's lives and it's, it's shattering. And then this guy shows up and is just a grifter and a half. <laughs> I like the guy who, who I like the concept of the guy who's trying to change his mind, but the rest, it sounds like a flipper flop kind of show. You the guy with all the hair and the beard, Jonathan. Okay. You don't like Jonathan. I don't really like any of them. I like the original Queer Eye guys. I don't, I'm not into that. Oh, yeah? Really? <laughs> you're going to go <laughs> You're gonna go old school with your Queer Eye guys. Yeah, I don't like changed. these newfangled Queer Eye dudes. They changed the cast and made all new people? Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great, great show. It makes, it ma- ma- it makes me feel proud to be alive in, like, it's... It's a wonderful life level of wonderful to me when I watch that show. It's just 
It's a, you, you haven't watched it, have you, Ben? No, I have The haven't. Netflix version. Everyone else in my family is obsessed with the Netflix version. And I've seen, I saw the whole first season of the Netflix and I kind of, they usually watch it while I'm doing something else. Yeah, apparently watching The Real Housewives of, yeah. of Florida or something or like that. Or Chloe Grace Moretz in Shadow in the Cloud where she fights gremlins on a World War II fighter plane. Wow, that sounds really good. That's on Hulu? Yeah. Now that sounds like a great show. Movie. Speaking of shows, though, did you take a peek at Wolf Like Me? No, I am proud to say I did not. Good, good. So you gabed it. Nice. No, you gabed it. <laughs> no, I am Gabe. Therefore, everything I do, I'm gabing. But you, you are refusing, Gabe. Therefore, you're okay, go by refusing. Gabe, to, therefore, I gave this. I got to hear, Shaker. <laughs> by refusing to watch the show, just because, despite Gabe, you gabed it. Oh, so you're saying that's what you do? That's what I tried to say. That's what no, you do. That's what you think week. I do. But it's not what I do. It's what your concept of me is. Mm. But you're off Mm. base. No, I'm not. I'm so on base that you know what I'm talking about. No, you're off base, leaning towards second, and you're about to get picked off of first for a sports metaphor. Speaking of Florida, do you know who's on the show (laughs) today, Gabe? I do. Yes. Our friend. Our friend, our favorite DJ, Lauren O'Neill from uh, KQX. Now... I like to mess with her sometimes and say Q101, but it's not Q101. It was Q101 back in Gabe and I's day. Back in Is that Gabe a word? That's day? not a word. I hate Gabe when people do that. I'm going to call you out on that one. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible grammar. Hey, I was stopping to go. Cut that, that out. wasn't correct. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I knew it was, wasn't correct. Anyway, back in our day, it was Q101. So uh, we'll ask her what she prefers, 101 KQX or, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, it was but always she KQX. She hates Q101. Well, yeah, sure. But, you know, it was known on the street back in the original Queer Eye days as uh, Q101. Right. So what are you watching now, Gabe, that your beloved Wolf Like You is over? Wolf Like Gabe. Uh, the bowling season Gabe just started me. again, so I'm watching the bowling playoffs on the weekends. But other than that, I don't watch TV during the week. Oh, hmm. uh, really? Hmm. You don't watch TV during the week? Not very much, no. I don't. <laughs> Unless somebody's <laughs> turning into a werewolf, then you can't turn away. It was, it was, you'll, when you watch it and like it, let me know. Ben, did you watch it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Ben was going to say, I got to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I did watch it. But apparently he's just catching up on all those Real Housewives. uh, Which Real Housewife do you like, Ben? Do you like them all or just? I like, I'll tell you the ones I watch. Salt Lake City, which has become my favorite. Mm -hmm. Do they change anybody's life for the better on this show? Oh, God, no. Okay. No, people get arrested and go to jail because they were stupid enough to get on this show when they're doing unsavory and illegal So things. nobody's lives are uh, improved. Mine is because uh, of all the hours of entertainment. Uh, Beverly Hills, is New it? York, and Salt Lake City. And uh, 
is it Dallas? Some kind of Texas something or other. And they used to do um, New Zealand or, or Australia. I'm going to get in so much trouble for not remembering. Sydney? Yeah, from who? Maybe. From my wife. So, but what about Real Housewives SVU? Is, is that still That's on or did they the take best. that one off? That's David Caruso's in that. He's one of the housewives. Listen, he was on uh, last season of Queer Eye, and uh, Caruso, Caruso, and that guy broke down like a fucking baby. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Caramo took him to a a playground, <laughs> <laughs> and they jumped around, and he said, "I like metaphors." Now, when you swing back and forth. <laughs> Sometimes the highs can, you know, not prepare you for the lows. I think, is it, does Friedkin think Jade is one of his best movies? There's one of these terrible Friedkin movies from that period that Friedkin. David Caruso's best movie is Jade? No wonder he was crying on Queer Eye. Yeah. Is that Friedkin? I didn't say it's his best movie. It's Friedkin. Would you say it's Friedkin or would you say it's, uh, what's his face? No, the guy who wrote it. Oh, uh, Esther Joe Esterhaus. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's total. It's a total Esterhaus. But I think Esterhaus says that Friedkin ruined it. He rewrote his screenplay and ruined it. I'm like, oh. dude, it's exactly like your other ones. So fuck you. Yeah, exactly. When Esterhaus is involved, well, Basic Instinct. That's a pretty good movie. So, Showgirls. Uh, Sliver. Sliver's Uh-oh. no good. Gabe just, did you see Gabe just look over? He's like, did someone say sliver? Wait, wait, do you take basic instinct over showgirls? Mm, No, I wouldn't say that, but uh, I think, I think basic instinct is just fine. It's just as gross. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, George DeZunda. Yeah. Every line he has in that movie is, it's like listening to, five Bon Scott records stacked on top of each other. Or it's like any line that Judy says on Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> Judy. Judy. This might have been my favorite episode ever this week. It was pretty good. I can't remember it. It's, uh, I just it was watched his baptism, it the other night. BJ's baptism. Oh, yeah. And that outfit oh, he wore. His oh, that outfit. We got to get Gabe that outfit. I'm, what are you guys talking about now? Gabe, do you have HBO Max? No, I had it for a while, then then my login stopped, and I never renewed it. I don't know. Well, I we should, should get it. You should. You really should, because Euphoria is on it, and that is a great, great show. Yeah, you it's keep talking about it. My uh, second favorite show on television. What's your first? Were you not listening? Queer Eye. <laughs> Is it now just Queer Eye and not Queer Eye for the straight guy? Yes, that's true. Because there's not just straight guys. It's not about that anymore. It's, it's, they don't give a fuck. Hmm. They're out, is what I'm trying to say. And the best episodes are the guys that are really uncomfortable with them. And they know it. And they don't give a fuck. And so they, uh, they really mess with these guys. That's when it gets entertaining. But they're, they're never mean. It's a really kind-hearted show, Gabe. You're going to hate it. Uh, 
I can watch it. I'm not, I'm not going to be against watching it. I'll I'll give you a list of the best episodes. I don't want to I don't want to miss the storyline, so I, I got to start from the beginning, don't I? Or is it they're not <laughs> continuous? Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> what are they doing in Japan? <laughs> right. Oh my God, we've really exhausted television, haven't we? What's a tip you've gotten from? But uh, I, I gotta tell you, your your guy Dave Portnoy, one bite everybody knows the rules. I, I was thinking of him when you were talking about your scarf because on I recent, thought he was done. No, he's not. No, you can't cancel that guy. Uh, that sucks. But he was he was wearing a scarf the other day and talking about how he finally figured out how to tie a scarf the right way. So you're comparing me. Nope. Damn. You just reminded me of that when you were talking about your scarf. And what you were doing is comparing me to him. You just did it, whether you meant All to or right. not. It's out but there. It's on Also, you. he was back in Chicago recently. Do you want me to tell you the places that he ate? Yes, please. Oh, God damn it. I don't know if this is... This is uh, the pizza oh, yeah. guy? Lauren, Lauren, yeah, the pizza, the pizza guy. Lauren's having audio issues. Miss Radio... Is having technical difficulties on our that, podcast before she even goes on. <laughs> that's right. He went to Bongiorno's Cucina Italiana. For pizza? Yeah. Where else did he go? He went to Michael's Original Pizzeria and Tavern. Ooh. Where else? He went to, well, Elmwood Park. Where is that? Is that Chicagoland? It's outside of Chicago. It's in Elmwood Park. Massa Ca- Cafe Italiano. For pizza. Yeah. For pizza, by the way. Why is For he pizza. back already? I don't know. I think he was... Because he... I think he does these things wherever he's... Wherever he has business to attend to. So he also went to Pizzeria... Maybe, is, maybe Chicago's the only place where he can score Coke anymore? Maybe. Pizzeria Ora, O-R-A. How that guy can taste anything with all the Coke that he's on is beyond me. But go on. <laughs> Pizzeria Aura. You hear? You ever hear that one? Is, is that a division? Oh. Well, it's only two and a half minutes. From me? You can watch it while we're waiting for uh, Lauren. Let's not do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring it on. Come on. Here we go. Oh yeah. Yeah right. Oh, I thought you said let's not do this. I said well, I say let's not do a lot of things. Okay. Oh, wow. All right, pizza review time. Uh, we are at Pizzeria Aura. It's a barstool fun. This is one of the places we saved. I haven't been there. Um, I kind of respect. I don't know if it was the guy, but he didn't recognize me at all. Oh, uh, look at I that coat. Just screams asshole. Screams American psycho. Uh, but nice pairing with the hoodie shows you're a man of the people still they always get me with the box I don't know why they insist on doing the box separately never makes sense not that fucking hard idiot come on now it's a box you you take the other flap off moron I'm good Light, this is the Chicago pub style that you see a lot. On the thin side, I kind of like it, so we'll see. Uh, Pizzeria Aura, 
I did save these guys. One bite, everyone else burns your face off. I like it. Oh, really? Can I say if I didn't? Because it's like I threw money away. Hmm. Isn't your job? For Chicago style, this is one of the better ones I've had. Super thin. Sometimes they make them too thick for me. I like this. Kind of like paper thin. Oh, great. (laughs) Hmm. Well, that means everything coming from him. So, great. Please, just take the guy's face out of my face. Whoa, whoa! I want it now. I want you to watch the one with the uh, with his um, scarf. <sighs> one bite. It's not what I heard. Oh, I've been to Michael's. Is it good? Of course, it's all good. Pizza, for Christ's sake. Is there bad pizza in Chicago? Uh, there is one place. We're at Michael's, ta- uh, Michael's Tavern. Chicago. Oh, he's over by our old practice space. That's not how you wear a scarf. picked it on our app. 40 reviews, great. He looks like he's going to uh, Marrakesh. Yeah. Looks like all he sees turns to brown. Like our logo is on every register. And I'm like... I asked the guy, I'm like, what is this? Why do you have a sticker on the thing? He's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, what is the, there, you have stickers on every register. Why this is a great work? story. I didn't even know what it was. He's like, I don't know, I have no idea. Then, they're paying no attention. Guy comes out of the clouds, he's like, we have. That's not a scarf, that's a fucking rug. But they didn't know I was coming. What the hell's yeah, going on? Yeah, they didn't know you were coming. Bullshit. Under Kareem, we didn't. The stickers are on the register. But I, I, this was a last second, like, by the way, awesome spot to watch a game. If you can't get to Barstool River North, a million TVs. Watch, watch how hard it is for this guy to open a box. People working there. I literally was like, what are you stick? No, this is like, it's a Barstool sticker on all your, he's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know who put that there. It's like, all right. And then. This guy is. I'm ready to leave. And a stone cold the genius. My boss is waiting to give it, like, are you a Barstool fun? I don't know what the hell. Watch him. Here he goes. It's this box. How do I open this box? <laughs> oh, wow. That is thin. Look at this. A lot of people saying you got to try it. This is right up my alley. I'm glad I came here. They're glad I came here. They don't know why I came here, but they were ready for me. But the guy at the register, I, it was like an Abbott and Costello. I'm like, who, why would any pizza place not know why that fuckhead's know. walking in their door? Like, <laughs> Come on. Paper thin. My lips are so chapped, half my lip fell off. I'm stuffed up, but I'm grinding. Go and get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Who wants to rate thin crust pizza? <laughs> that's that's. Why? Why? What's wrong with thin crust pizza? They all taste the same. People know mm. tavern style. Not really. Not Come my on, favorite. there's no nuance like, to thin crust pizza. From New Very little. Massachusetts, like. You know, Monty's in uh, the place in Stanford by the right. hockey player, Drury. Oh, <laughs> get, get, Ben, get him snapping in my face. Chris Drury owns. All right. Well, he's back. I must At some got- point, he talks about how he tied that scarf, but I, guess, I don't know where it is. It must be later on in the video. All right, so thanks a lot for drawing a parallel between me and bitey. <laughs> bitey. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh oh, somebody's home. Yeah. The dog the dog barks when people come to the door. Yeah, Somebody that's why I said somebody's home. Yeah. Heidi's home. Well was the last Is, person. Can like you get a, a shake now? <laughs> last it, person? Uh, was it the wizard were, were the Harry Krishnas at the door before? Who who was visiting? It was uh, my uncle. He came to bring my mail. Oh. oh, it wasn't somebody whose car had broken down and he just wanted to use your phone? <laughs> no, it would have been a different outcome, but I had to answer the door. <clears throat> Do you like scary movies, Gabe? What's your favorite one... scary movie? I was thinking about this. Well, The Exorcist is not my favorite scary movie, but it's the one that, that's the scariest. But there was a picture of, you know, Linda Blair. Mm. She, how did she go through life looking like the person that she looked like, knowing that everybody's going to see her thinking that she's the devil? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? She had, she, she couldn't go through life as herself anymore after that movie. Could she? Well, who could have predicted that it would have been that big? That it would have been such a huge cultural phenomenon who could have predicted that you think she scared people away i'd be scared if i saw her walking down the street and i'm a woman no, scary movies she's like who's the one person who's not afraid of anybody oh rick james i'll hang out with rick james he's scarier than me he's scarier than satan i'm just saying i was thinking about that the other day who, who scares, scares you more linda blair or rick james i'm not afraid of rick james oh you should be afraid of rick james Rick James was real. He only... <laughs> but <laughs> Captain Howdy was not. <laughs> uh, oh, here comes Gabe. He's going to make... My reference sister to Captain Howdy is twist, <laughs> Twisted Sister. That's it. I only know Twisted Sister Captain Howdy. I don't know anything else. So whatever you're talking about, that's Steve Snyder's... You didn't know that's where he got it from? Stay away from Captain Howdy. You didn't know that's... what it, You didn't know it was an exorcist reference. I did not, and I probably will forget that after today, but the words, I could probably listen to them now and think, of, okay, maybe it is about the exorcist. I saw a woman under the influence last week for the first time, and I think it was Cassavetes, who, Cassavetes, who, by the way, was in Rosemary's Baby, I think a woman under the influence is his response to the exorcist. What do you say about that, Gabe? Isn't he dead? He is. Wow. Hey, I'm I really impressed. Than, I know more than you think I do. He was a semi-professional poker player, and uh, he did blow. J- you mean cocaine? The movie. John Cassavetes. Did he? No, you don't know half of what you think you know. Did he write it? No. He did something. Please, Ben, explain to him who did blow. Explain to him who he's talking about. Is there a different Cassavetes? It's not even the same. It's it's a Demi. It's not a Cassavetes. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? I I don't Ted know. Demi. I'm gonna look him up, and we'll get this. Mystery. Ted Demi oh, looks no, like he no, no, no. played I'm, poker. What, you're, you're thinking of Nick Cassavetes. Nick Cassavetes. Yes, that's Nick. Nick Cassavetes did the Notebook, and Nick Cassavetes co-wrote Blow. Okay. Oh, th- then he? I was right. 
I was right. No, but you're, you were no, wrong. Wrong. Because John Cassavetes and Nick Cassavetes is not dead. One of the Cassavetes is dead. Yeah, but not the one. Yeah, you John, know. the one we were talking about. Okay, then I I got it right on accident. <laughs> no, you got it wrong on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nick Nick Cassavetes is dead though. Now. No, he's not. His career is dead, but he's alive <laughs> and kicking. <laughs> All right, well, it was the last thing that Nick did that was so bad. Oh, I know what it was. It was that movie with uh, that bubbly, bouncy model. Yeah, The Other Woman. He did The Other Woman. That was 2014. That's he hasn't why directed a movie since. Yeah, well, have you seen The Other Woman? No. Well, that's, that's why. Well, I don't like any of the movies he directed. You don't like The Notebook? No. How can you not like The Notebook? Oh, my God. Gabe, <clears throat> you like The Notebook? I do. Then I think you're ready to watch Queer Eye. Hey, everybody. It's Lauren <laughs> O'Neill. Hello, gentlemen. Wow, Hi, how are you? From the Is stars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's great. It's I have total- to apologize. I am having a Gabe of a day. Uh, this is not starting off very good except for the hat that you're wearing that's a nice piece of merch you got on your head there forgot i had this on (laughs) (laughs) which you can get for yourself at gnprecords.com no actually they're sold out but uh if i do more of them we'll we'll, i'll let you know i'll sell it it to the highest bidder it's so tough when we have an actual broadcaster (laughs) on the show because can't figure out their audio oh well yeah that gabe was like oh She's a professional and she can't figure out her audio? You guys, I can't even explain everything that's happening over here. They gave me a new laptop. That's the source of all my problems. And I can't use my they... fancy new mic from Santa. Gotta use this. Aww. What was the problem? <laughs> There's so many problems. What happened there? Um, well, like I said, I'm having a gabe of a day. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a new laptop for my whole at-home broadcasting setup, which is a nightmare. And it hates all of my other equipment. So you're not going back to the studio anytime soon? Um, we are set to be back on February 11th. Oh, that's nice. But right. things just keep changing with the variant. And, you know, we have... The so technology. you got all this new stuff just in time. Um, I've had it for a while. So I've actually been <laughs> broadcasting from home close to two years before we went back the first time in July. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. I I can't get my head around it. No. I'm just glad I didn't know it was going to be two years, two years ago. Yeah, I think I think we're all glad that we didn't know that. Yeah. Although there was somebody telling me it was going to be two years. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No way. Who said that two years ago? Somebody who was right. Somebody Obviously. who I should have been listening to. Somebody that probably has a lot of money right now that's probably in space. Somebody who invested in Netflix. There it is. <laughs> so are you excited to go back to the studio studio or do you like it at home? Um, there's pros and cons to both. So I am excited and not excited at the same time. So it's great. Well- Doing it from home and kind of making my own schedule throughout the day, not dealing with commuting is fantastic. Mm. It's, cold. To go it's a cold to one today. Chicago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are limitations to the at-home setup. I'm not live live. I'm not taking phone calls. So 
that's kind of a part of my show that I'm missing, but trying to just make do. And, you know, I think the last two years have just lowered the bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so many um, obstacles to work around and just, you know, feeling fortunate that I'm able to do my job at all. Why don't you just give out your number and then people can call you, call you like, <laughs> during the show. <laughs> yeah. So Lauren, I was uh, doing some research on you today you? <laughs> and uh, it says you were born Lauren Francis Rogers in Liverpool, England, <laughs> and you're the eldest daughter of two dentists. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I get my pearly whites from. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were <laughs> British, English. <laughs> <Or> Francis. <laughs> Yeah. That's not me. Oh, oh, it isn't, is it? (laughs) I thought you were joking. (laughs) That's what Wikipedia says. So it's actually funny. And I think you may have found my Canadian sister. Um, No. My real sister. But there is a Lauren Uh O'Neill who is in media, who is in Canada. And every time there's a new social media platform, her and I are racing each other to get <laughs> right. Lauren O'Neill because we're the only two that spell it that way, apparently. No, um, th- so this, this Lauren O'Neill does it too. She Lauren it Francis my way? Rogers. Yeah. Oh, that bitch. Yeah, and she she's an actress. Well, she can suck it because I already got Twitter and Facebook, and the other Canadian me got Instagram and you- Gmail. You yeah. and the Canadian should just join forces. You should do a podcast together. Or a we should. Show. No, she's wonderful. She's very talented, beautiful. It's funny that we just met <laughs> anonymously on of course you fighting did. each other for right. social media. Um, and it turns out she's really cool chicks. Who called the truce? Um, I was never aggressive. She's no. Canadian, so she was very accommodating, but she was not going to you know, give me the Gmail, obviously. Right. right. But I respect that. Good. But she did you know, apologize. They're nice, but they're not pushovers. Yeah, totally. The Canadians. Mm-hmm. Is, is, Gabe, is that the your experience with Canadians? Or do you find them pushovers as well? Canada's a big town. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lauren. I haven't waited a long time to use that line. Oh, yeah? You've been waiting a long time. 25 years. Go ahead. That's a 25-year-old line. You don't that, remember where Hank, we were touring with Limb Lifter back in the 90s? And that's been somebody said Somebody said, Canada's a big town, and then everybody cracked up and whatever. It's, it's done. I don't remember that. Okay. But I think Lauren brings up a good topic here, which is have, have either one of you gents run uh, face-to-face or internet-to-internet into your name doppelgangers? Have you met a Scott Lucas or a Gabe Rodriguez that you've mm-hmm. had to... No, but I think Ben Reiser has. Ben, tell us the story. <laughs> I do. I know. I, know. I, there, I think there's a, ben, there's a Ben Reiser who's like a German techno DJ whose stuff I see sometimes on the internet. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, Lauren, let's talk about you. Uh, you were, wait, the, the Mimi or the British Canadian Francis? Yeah, not the one who attended the University of Glasgow. I want to know about her now. She went to the University of Glasgow, so you might not want to pick a fight with her. But you might not want to, people might not want to pick a fight with you either because you grew up in Florida. That's true. Tell us how you did that. (laughs) I didn't have much choice in the matter. 
but you did you didn't you you had nothing to compare it to you didn't understand what you were going through yeah i was a baby i was a wee babe yeah yeah i mean it was the funny thing about florida is when you live there it's a it's its own culture Mm. i mean it's its own planet Mm -hmm. really yeah but the culture there is very why would you want to leave people vacation here you know talking about coming to Chicago was like the worst thing I could have even insinuated to any of my friends and family that I, why would I want to leave? And Chicago, it's cold. They have yeah. winters there. Um, so yeah. Um, people who leave Florida are shunned. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, everybody gets drunk and forgets about it and then they're happy when you come. To Chicago, so. <laughs> well, why did you want to go to Chicago? Uh, honestly, it was uh, the job opportunity. Um, the only I, people that would have you. They were the only people that would return my phone calls. Right. So I was like, here I come. Um, I Do you want my... Yes. Okay. Let's see. It all started. Um, I went to the University of Florida in Gainesville. And I Okay, was, so what... Like, did you go there to learn to be a DJ? I mean, when did you, did Not when first. did it come in your head that you wanted to be a DJ? There was a defining moment for me um, because I was, I was a dance minor <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm. didn't exactly know. Not a minor, a minor. <laughs> I was a minor and a minor. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, not at this, not at this juncture. Right. Okay. I was legal. So, yeah, legal. A legal dance minor. A legal dance minor. Uh-huh. And because I had to have a different minor outside of the College of Journalism. I was a public relations major. And so I picked dance because I had danced my whole life. I was very passionate about it, but just one day said, well, what am I going to do with this? This doesn't really, you know, what am I going to teach dance classes when I'm an old lady? Um, and I was, I was bartending. Actually, I wasn't even, no, I wasn't legal yet. I wasn't old enough to bartend yet. I was waiting tables. You were a minor, minor. I was 20. Okay. I was waiting tables at the Purple Porpoise right across the street. Say that again. I was waiting tables at the Purple Porpoise, (laughs) which had three rooms. Uh Uh-huh. Don't laugh. It was my uncle's place. Okay. So there was the main area, which is legendary. If you talk to anybody who's been to Gainesville, mm-hmm. like a Gator game, they know Purple Porpoise. Okay. Until it went away. Oh, um, I was going to so, go there. R.I.P. Did it? Can, was it that you did, did? Did was the cutoff if people if you knew you had to cut people off at the end of the night if they couldn't say that three times fast at the place? <laughs> no, they, no one got cut off at this place. Mm-hmm. This was. <laughs> it's Gainesville. It's Gainesville. Um, but there were three rooms. So the main room was Purple Porpoise. Then the back room with the pool tables was Lavender Mullet. And the venue room was the blow, the Blowfish? The Blowhole. The nah. Blowhole. And it wasn't I, a colorful blowhole. It was just... <laughs> the Blowhole. The Booty okay. in the Blowhole? Why, yeah. Kate? Why? Why, Ben? Why? And the local radio station at the time, Rock 104, was actually on campus. So it was out of the University of Florida, but Mm -hmm. it was an independent radio station. 
Um, so they would, we would host weekly concerts that the radio station would put on. And I would always request to work these nights. And I don't know, I just had this revelation one morning driving to school and I'm, you know, doing my dancing and listening to my music and beating my dashboard. And it just kind of hit me that I love dance because I love music and music is what really just propels me throughout the day. It's like why, why I wake up in the morning. My alarm is, you know, a blaring kill switch engage CD or right. you know, whatever was in my um, selection. But um, that kind of it literally felt like a light bulb went off. So I changed my minor to music. I basically told the radio station that they needed to hire me. <laughs> so I started out as an unpaid intern doing promotions right. and just ridiculous stuff like setting up at gas stations and covering very um, men who were game, <laughs> like just covering their asses in radio station stickers and just the most ridiculous like promotion stuff. Florida. Totally Florida. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I just worked my way through the ranks and wanted to learn everything I could. So um, I had. So did you start working at the station before you graduated or did you just. Oh, yeah. So you okay. had to be a student to be able to work there. Oh, right. Right. You're an intern. You're an intern. I got you. All right. Sorry. Well, I was an intern for two weeks and then they hired me. Oh. And then they were the ones who were pushing me to go on air. And I just didn't think I had time because I had three jobs at the time. I was, you know, bartending. I was a bud girl. <laughs> and then doing this stuff for the radio station. So and going to school full time also, which was a thing I did. Um. And I just made time one summer and said, you know what, let me try it. And I fell in love with it. Wow. Yeah. Where did you go from there? So you didn't go straight to Chicago from 104, no. did you? No, I really had built something in Gainesville in mm -hmm. my, I was there at the station Rock 104 for four and a half years. And by the end of my time, which like I said, you can only be a student. So once I know I'm graduating, you can't work there anymore after you've graduated. Um, plus, you know, four fifteen an hour after you graduate college. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Um, so, all my predecessors were just sending their packages and their demos across the country and getting jobs in North Dakota and Little Rock, and I just didn't have that motivation. I loved doing it, but. I either wanted to stay in Gainesville and kind of play out what I had built there because at that time in my career, I was so involved. I had a night show Monday through Fridays and then Sundays I would host and curate this show called Locals Only and it was mm -hmm. all local and regional bands. And then I would help book and promote a weekly concert series based on my Sunday radio show. So we'd have locals only Thursday nights um, at Eddie C's and we'd have three bands. And I don't know, I just, I felt like my purpose 
was to be this bridge for local bands who, for whatever reason, hadn't been signed, weren't getting the attention that I thought they deserved, that I was the bridge to get them on a mainstream 100,000 watt radio station. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to continue that in Gainesville because at the time, I mean, it was such an amazing spot for local bands. There were over 200 active local bands just in Gainesville, which is not yeah. a big town. And you would go downtown and there's 15 music venues that you could walk to. Yeah. And that's what we did. We just, everybody would supported each other. It was a really amazing culture and I loved it. And so I wanted to stay there and do that. Or I wanted to go home um, to Tampa, to that market. So, um, yeah, I just made a point to meet people and shake hands and say, I want to work here. And that's kind of how I made my way. I ended up landing a job at my my dream job. It was the radio station I grew up listening to, 98 Rock in Tampa. So when you were listening to that growing up, you didn't like the thing in your head never occurred to you. I want to be a DJ. I guess not. Not when I was little, but that station was so personal to me because mm -hmm. they launched this format that it, it still is now is um, active rock. And I must've been nine years old. And for an entire weekend, all this radio station did was play Stairway to Heaven. And then when the song would end, there would be a piece of imaging that would say, it's coming. Uh -huh. And then they would start Stairway to Heaven again. And uh -huh. so for this entire weekend, my father and I were having the time of our lives. Like this is my favorite song in the whole world because it was his <laughs> favorite song. And it, it drove my mother crazy. And it was, we had to run to the car. Like, are they still playing it? Oh my God, it's still happening. Then we get home and run inside and check it. Yeah, it's still happening. So. So what was the first song they played after Stairway to Heaven? Nookie? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was nine. I probably missed that part. I was probably in school when they actually so, did whatever they did. <laughs> you just wanted to hear Stairway to Heaven a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> we had this commercial here for XRT when I was growing up and Michael Palin from uh, Monty Python was in it and he had this pizza it was like a frozen pizza and he goes this used to be a record and it's been overplayed XRT doesn't play the records this much so they end up looking like this and then he eats it at the end of the commercial and goes and to think this used to be Stairway to Heaven and so he <laughs> takes a bite out of it and then they start playing Stairway to Heaven Oh, man. It's a good commercial. Who were some of those local Gainesville bands? Did any of them make it out of the market? Well, Less Than Jake um, against me. You got Less Than Jake signed? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they got themselves signed. I can't claim anything for any band. Um, so who did you get signed? I didn't get anybody signed. That wasn't my job. I was, my job was to give them the chance to get on the radio that's uh -huh. what i thought okay took a lot of pride in that yes i know yeah you got less than jake sign that's good <laughs> so you're so here how long were you in tampa at, at the station there seven years seven years mm -hmm. wow 
Yeah, I did all day parts. I did nights, middays. I did mornings for a while. That's the worst schedule. Ugh. What was the Cage Cult show? What was that all about? Um, so, funny story. Jesse and I were actually competitors. So, when I was doing nights at 98 Rock, he was doing nights at 97X, the alternative station. Uh-huh. Um, he got done pretty dirty. And, you know, I've always, I'd always liked him and respected him. And I introduced him to my boss, essentially bringing him over to our station. Um, and then my, at, I guess right after that, I was doing mornings. My host was let go and our show was kind of dissolved. And then I was put onto afternoons with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And we did afternoons together for probably four years, maybe more. So afternoons is your jam. Um, yeah, I dig it. It's kind of the perfect time because you can go to shows still. And that's mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do. So I always want to make sure that's why I hated morning so much because I thought I could do it. <laughs> and I told my guys at the time, I was pretty new to doing mornings and I don't know if you're aware of how that schedule is, but you're essentially going into work at 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh And you have to nap during the day just to be able to function. (laughs) Is that Karen? (laughs) No, it's not Karen. It's Remy. (laughs) It's the hound of the basketball. Is that your wife? (laughs) Yeah, that's my wife. Um, Hey, dude. (laughs) Aw. Haven't heard from Ben's dog in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Your dog hates my, he hated my show. He's like, stop talking about the cage cult. He can't even hear any of this. I don't know what he's carrying on. Yeah, I can't picture you not going to shows. It just wouldn't be the Lauren that we know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sure I could do it. No. I don't want to. I like I don't think afternoons you could. is great. Afternoons is perfect. Middays was always great. You know, I just switched from middays that I had done for I mean nine over nine years here in Chicago. Um, back in June. Chicago was not specifically the plan. It just Definitely we not. We got lucky. <laughs> we both got lucky. No. Um so things actually I was a victim of cuts. I'll just say my position was eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, now, has that happened to you a lot? I mean... That's the only time it's happened to me. Okay. But that's what they say. Like, you haven't worked in radio until you've been let go, essentially. Right. Who's they? James Van Ostel? Is that, is that who they is? <laughs> of course, with a capital T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I kind of had a whole crisis after that of is this really what I want to do because here I am I was working so hard and you know the company I was working for at the time was just slaughtering positions across Mm -hmm. the country for years and every time what what year was this it start the cut started in 2008 when Uh Obama was inaugurated thanks Obama slashed 2000 jobs so you blame Obama no. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh my god. No. But okay. there 
it obviously wouldn't take top headlines that day when we're inducting <laughs> our first black president. So the company was like, oh, I see. So for years after that, when you were still standing and all your friends are being let go and I mean, entire departments were being slashed and cut. And for, at first you're grateful that you're still there and have a job. And then four years later, you're realizing, wait a minute, I'm now doing all these other jobs and I haven't gotten a raise in four years and this isn't right. Right. Um, so I was just being patient, honestly, and just thinking there's going to be, it's going to come time where it's all going to be worth it. You know, if you're one of the people that keep putting the load on your back and helping the company out, eventually when things even out, they'll make it up to you. And, um, it ended up, they, uh, they ended up cutting me. Yeah. Um, yeah. They know what was, they're doing. It was a pretty bad situation for, it was for Jesse and I together. Right. Um, and yeah, so that actually, left you with like a crazy bad taste in your mouth. You're like, is this what I want to yeah. do? Right. I was like, I didn't sign up for the politics no. and stuff. I signed up to do my job and kick some ass and. Um, I thought this is what I loved, but maybe not. And I thought about seriously contemplated opening up an organic pizza little spot in downtown St. Pete, right near Janice Landing, one of my favorite venues. Um, and then with the idea of eventually when I make some money, it'll turn into a restaurant with a venue. And that, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to run. I love to cook and I that's love a music. good idea. I'll do that. So I, I was really not sure what I was doing with my life and not sure if radio was going to be a part of it anymore. And then a former boss of mine reached out to me, heard what happened, um, apologized, like hmm. couldn't believe that, that it had happened and said he understood what I was going through, take some time, but don't wait too long. And he emailed me a list of 10 people. He said, these people are waiting to hear from you. And I sent out a couple emails. I don't even know what they said. It was just like, this happened to me. Uh, I don't know. And it was Jim Richards in Chicago that responded and basically said, can you come up next weekend? Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, you know what? Hell yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Chicago and I need to get out of here. And just, ah. And I literally... The plane came down at O'Hare. You could see the skyline. And uh -huh. I, it just, I felt it. I felt it in my soul. Uh. And then getting on the blue line. You know, I'd never been on a train like that. They don't have that in Florida. And I just, I could feel the energy. I could feel the energy of the city. And it was like nothing I had felt before. And just walking through downtown, I almost broke my hip out of my socket that weekend because a friend of mine who formerly from also from Florida had been living in Chicago uh, for a few years and he you know wanted to show me everything the one weekend I came up to visit and everything is you know just on the block right and I'd never walked like that in my entire life because nothing yeah. was down any block <laughs> I probably walked the entire Chicago land you know, perimeter right. in that weekend. But things happened really fast. I came in, I met the team. They were amazing. Um, 
I think we went to a show the first night. Kill Switch and Gorge. Okay. Um, and the second day they made me an offer. And then I extended my trip an extra day. And the third day I went and got a deep dish pizza and brought it to the office. And I accepted the offer. Nice. Where was the deep dish pizza from? Uh, I want to say Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. Okay. Because I, w- I mean, I was staying downtown. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know it was going to take 45 minutes to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, says it right there. I know. <laughs> um, pizza in Florida is very thin. It is. It's good. I like the pizza in Florida. You like the pizza everywhere. That's true, but it's pretty good in Florida. <laughs> they do slices. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was almost late to <laughs> accept my offer right. because of the damn pizza. Right. It all worked out. And I've been, it'll be 10 years in July. Nice. I've been here. Wow. How did you two first meet? I know Gabe wants to know. He likes yes, the origin always stories. That's my, my best question, and Ben stole it from me. No, no, I'm, I'm introducing <laughs> your question. Go ahead, Gabe. You officially can ask it now. He gave yes. you credit, yeah. Gabe. Well, so Lauren and Scott, how, how did your paths cross for the first time? Do you remember? Yes, you were... It was at that show. Was it? Was it the? Who was on it? Was it Thirty Seconds to Mars? Is that what it was? It was Tinley Park, right? Yep. Yeah. You guys were nice enough to put us on that festival that we had no business being on. That's not true. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, that's when it was. Yeah, was that twenty fifteen? Twenty. I don't know. That sounds about right. That would have probably 2015 sounds about right. Um, so it was Picnic, the um, yearly, you know, one day fest we put on in Tinley Park in the summer. And for years leading up to that, I was meaning to get to a local H show mm. because from Florida, I just knew bound for the floor. I just didn't even realize local H was such an active band. And when I first came up to Chicago, it was probably James Van Ostel uh-huh. that mentioned Local H. And I was like, oh, really? I love that song. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're from here. Oh, they're still a band. That's amazing. Um, and then there were a series of unfortunate events. It just got all gibbed up. Every time you guys would play and it was close enough, I would either have an actually paid gig that I needed to make the money. Right. Or, you know, something would come up. So it wasn't until you played our show, Picnic, in 2015. And I was so excited. And I made sure that I was blocked out for your entire set. Because, you know. (laughs) I was pretty blocked out for that set, too. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, those days are very busy. Where you're running from interview to interview. You know, um, trying to get FaceTime with listeners and... You know, we also do on-site activations with bands, so it's it's a, a constant juggle of your time, and you usually don't get to watch bands. But I told everyone, don't schedule me for anything, don't talk to me, don't text me. I'm gonna be busy. But do, do we wait? Do we meet before you played or after you played? I don't know. I think I, it was before. Was it before? I think we entered. So we officially met. I was interviewing Scott and Ryan 
You guys were well, really impressed with my purse. I remember that. You put my purse on. No, I. that might have been before. I, I You had, like, really nice socks on. <laughs> I was like, wow, those are great socks. And I had, like, and it was so humid. And it was, you know, it was at the point when my long hair days were over and I didn't realize they were over. And, and they, like, completely, it was a goddamn mess. And I'm like, hi, Lauren, I'm Scott. And you're just like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy? He's scary. <laughs> I and did not think that. So that's what I would have thought. So, yeah. No, I thought you guys were fun. Oh, and we were fun. Yeah. But Ryan's future sister-in-law was a huge uh, Jared Leto fan. Mm. And so she was very excited. And she tried to talk to to Jared about not my so-called life um, <laughs> about uh, how to make an American quilt. She screamed it out. She goes, Jared, I, I love how to make American, um, an American quilt. And he turns around. He's like, he got in her face. He was like, wait, what are you fucking with me? Are you, are you messing with me? Why, you, why would you say that? And she goes, because I like how to make an American quilt. What is wrong with you? Like, I don't know. People are always just messing with me. And I was like, get on stage and play your shitty music. It's like, fuck off. So I remember that as well. Yeah. You know, Lauren, if there is a God, he is a just God. Because Jared Leto is one of the finest looking men to ever grace the planet. Is he? He's in a lot of great movies. He won an Oscar. He was uh, he's in a lot of shitty movies, too. But uh, he was Thank in uh, My Soul Called Life. But God's not totally unfair because uh, his band sucks. You can't have it all, <laughs> Lauren. You can't have it all. I don't know. They've got um, quite a fan base built up. It's, it's a cult. Mm-hmm. It is a cult. I mean, people, people like blood sausage. Yeah. We've talked they, about this before. They do. You know the thing they do, right? Every year there's some weird island and they just take all these people out there and... And one day they're going to give them Kool-Aid. Yes. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I understand. It's like the Juggalos. <laughs> kind of, but less... Was it Fanta? Less cool. What is the thing they <laughs> Like drink? the Juggalos, but less cool. They drink Fago. Fago! <laughs> Gabe knows. Gabe's a huge... No, I don't know. He's a huge juggalo. I remember. What's I was, the official I was... drink of Thirty Seconds to Mars? Uh, RC Cola. <laughs> K makes Fago shakes. I don't know what that is. I remember that sh- at that show they had people <laughs> buying flags. I'm like, this band has flags, and there are people waving them and flying them out through their show. And I'm like, this band is actually bigger than I ever thought they were. Yeah. Oh, it was insane. People were singing along, and I was like, who are these guys? I know it's Jared Leto, but. He had wow. a flag. He was like Bono with that flag. Yeah, he was like it Bono. Was like, it, was, it was like Red Rocks. I was like, what is going on here? He's like Bono Jesus. That's going to be his nickname. I'm going to call Who, him Jared? Bono Jesus. Yeah. He's more like, have you seen that uh, House of Gucci? He, he's, he's more like Mario, the Mario brothers. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, you've got to see House of Gucci because Jared Leto is, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I sat down like and Jeffrey watched Tambor this. Jeffrey Tambor in that movie? He might have looked like Jeffrey Tambor, but he sounded like the Mario Brothers. He's like, oh, hello. Hey, where's my pizza? I'm not kidding. This is, I was like, this is good acting. He sounded like the guy at the beginning of uh, The Godfather. 
Her nose was a broken. Her jaw was a shattered. <laughs> Yikes. Steve, yes. remix time. <laughs> yep. I was about to say this. <laughs> Here we go. He's, he's going to get nominated for that one. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars this year? Lauren. Oh, and why is it going to be Bradley Cooper? It's going to be Bradley Cooper because he's Bradley Cooper. It's true. But does he thank John Peters when he's on stage? He better. You know that John Peters only let them uh, portray him. He signed off on it if, if they used his favorite pickup line, which was he used to walk up to women and go, do you like peanut butter sandwiches? And so when Bradley Cooper walks up to those women, asks them about peanut butter sandwiches, that's a real John Peters line. What, and then what's the reaction to the line? Why don't you tell us? Uh, yes. Okay. Crunchy or creamy? <laughs> a little bit of both. Well, crunchy has a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, but not enough of the creamy. So you augment <laughs> your crunchy with some additional creamy. Yeah, why not? I like to party. You do that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Now, I mean, there's no reason why not. It's crazy, but you do that? I, I have a hard Crunchy? time believing you do that, Lauren. Crunchy peanut butter alone is too viscous. It's too thick. It doesn't spread. It's just... It's but like the fact that it's crunchy, peanuts. doesn't it make it non-viscous? Maybe no. I don't know what viscous means. It's very thick. It's very... It's not spreadable, like the creamy. That's why you got to supplement. So talk us through, walk us through you making a peanut butter sandwich. Are you going to make fun of me? No. Okay. You get the bread, obviously. Mm-hmm. You get what two kind knives. of bread do you like for this? <sighs> right now, I'm on a sourdough kick. Wow, so, sourdough, sourdough peanut butter with sandwich. peanut butter. Wow, hear me Ooh. out. Okay, this is, gonna, this is this is when I take my time and do it up fancy. Okay, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna treat myself to peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Gabe's writing it down. Okay, <laughs> not the sourdough. <laughs> uh. So, okay, so in, in all, it's going to be three knives. Wow. It's going to be three knives? A three knife sandwich. Yeah, just Goodness so you're gracious. ready to go. You don't have to wash them in between. You can wash them at the end. So Wait. three knives, two pieces of bread. But let me understand what you're saying now. You don't want to contaminate one style of peanut butter with the knife from the other style of peanut butter? That's not yeah. what she's doing, Ben. Oh. I'm not a monster. Okay, so you've <laughs> got three knives. Doing. Yes. So first you start with the creamy, get a good base layer down. Now this is real. You're not fucking with us. Okay, go ahead. Base layer creamy. A creamy base. Yes. And you got to kind of like break into the crunchy with a new knife, swirl it around, kind of loosen it up a little bit, get a good, you know, just a little, a little glob, a globule. Of the chunk. Of the chunk. Okay. Get it in the middle. And then you kind of integrate. You kind of work them together. Mm-hmm. As they start to warm up from being manipulated, they start to dance. They mix together. Okay. And it makes a real nice consistency. Right. And I like a good amount of peanut butter. I mean, I don't skimp on the peanut butter, really. It sounds like you're not skimping on the peanut treat butter. Treat yourself here. <laughs> and then I, I mean, I like a good organic jelly. I usually go for a raspberry. Do you go jelly or preserves? Jelly. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a snob about the brand, but I definitely go organic peanut butter, organic jelly. 
Well, organic um, yeah. says snob. Me. Obviously, Jelly has his own knife. <laughs> yes. That goes without saying. Yeah, sure. Okay. And again, you got to go break it up in the jar first because you don't want to end up with just a big flap on the bread. If it's already kind of worked together, <laughs> then it spreads easier. Okay. And again, right. don't skimp on the jelly. You're really going to want to treat yourself here. But well, do you put Florida. the jelly on the second slice of bread? You don't put the jelly on the peanut butter? No, no. It's on, yeah. The bread's open like this, peanut butter jelly. Oh, okay. so you you don't want to see how the jelly's going to look on the peanut butter before you, you, no, you slam it kiss. down. No, not until they kiss. Okay. Don't slam it down. Slam it, it together. It no, they kiss. So it's you go kiss. for a lot of jelly because... Good amount. Because most people in Florida, they don't even put the peanut butter. They, they just walk around eating jelly sandwiches. That's, <laughs> that's what I hear. They just stick their fingers in the jar and yeah, lick it and keep moving. Jelly eating... Jelly sandwich eating son of a bitches. I'm not Peters done, would have had his way with Lauren. Sounds like they're like a perfect match. I'm not done, though. What? Oh, sorry. While all this has been happening, I forgot to mention you're preheating a pan on the stove. Oh. And you got your whoa. butter in there. Whoa, whoa. Now we're going to toast this baby. Start with the peanut butter side. Let it get but you, nice. And, and now they're together. Now they're kissing Now together. the jelly and the peanut butter are Everybody's together. Everybody's friends. Okay. And now they go in the pan. And that's where the magic happens. Especially on the sourdough. So you're grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. When I'm, I'll try that. You know, when I'm going to treat myself. When it's going to be a good day. Yeah, I can do that. I can, I can get with that. You're worth it. I mean, I'm just going to go for one peanut butter. I'm and telling you. I'm not going to do a whole bunch. Have you ever had a jelly sandwich? It's actually a great name for a cover band. Jelly sandwich. Something there. And you only cover green jelly, green jello. Jesse Cage and the jelly sandwiches. <laughs> That's a strip club in Tampa. That's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he running? It, there is. Oh my God, if I had a dollar for every live broadcast I've done at a Tampa Strip Club. <laughs> live broadcast? Oh yeah. Were they places that would serve food? Oh yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> they always have buffets. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. So well, you want going... the food to be covered because of yeah. random things that are flying around. You know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people that eat at strip clubs. I always wonder how how did we get here? You know, they're not using three knives for their peanut butter and jelly Definitely sandwiches. Not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's up. Definitely not. But I'm just thinking. I mean, and I mean, some people plan their day around that. That's dinner at the strip club. Yeah, I mean, those people are just uh, they're they're managing their time wisely. There you go. Actually, you know, it's like, it's like I'm going to strip club tonight. I don't have time. To treat myself <laughs> right. for the quality PB, B, and J toasted. So, strip club food it is. Right. You know, Amber's, <laughs> Amber stops dancing at 10. I don't want to miss her set. There you go. And I haven't eaten yet. Oh, mm -hmm. luckily, she's at Jesse Cage's, so I can get a, the buffet. There you go. It, the cage match buffet. Yeah. Spoken like someone who has figured this out before. 
No, I, I mean, I'm just, I, <laughs> I, I'm just an empath is what I am. Gotcha. A Florida empath. <laughs> well, Lauren, what is great about you is that you inject the radio landscape with some personality. And that's what you do. And, you know, you're out and about. And, and this isn't just something that I will say. Everyone says this. They see you. You talk to people. People know you. It's like, hey, Lauren's here. And we don't get a lot of that anywhere, not just in Chicago, but just a- across the country, like where, you know, like a, a radio personality, you know. And then on top of that, you get yourself involved and you get the station involved with causes that you're passionate about. And I think that, you know, radio needs a lot more of that. And, and you do that. And that's what makes you different than most other people that are on the radio. I mean, I couldn't name most other people that are on the radio, you know? Well, that means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense to me, you know? When we, you know, for example, we just had our five Christmas shows, which is the first ones we've had in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, the year before it was virtual. And um, I mean, I, I'm not going to not be down in the pit meeting and hugging our listeners. Right. That's just what I do. Um, I'm not going to not go to shows because I... I need them. <laughs> like it's my lifeblood. Um, it's why I love my job so much. And I love the connection. And I feel like it's very important. And you have to seek out the connection, you know? Yeah, but not everybody who does what you do feel like that or even likes music, for God's sake, you know? Well, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why are they doing this job then? Exactly. But, you know, um, I, I've seen it plenty of times, you know. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe more recently, people are finding it harder to connect. Mm-hmm. As, which is crazy because we're more connected than ever. But people are still almost more lonely. Because you know? we're not connected. You know, just because... They're isolating, but they're connected on social media and stuff. So I, my thought process, how I've always approached my job is go where they are. Don't mm-hmm. make them come to you. I don't just assume that everyone's going to listen to me on the radio on 101.1, 101 WKQX mm-hmm. in Chicago, streaming yeah. at 101 WKQX.com. You can download our free app. You can ask your smart speaker to play 101 WKQX. You know, I don't well, expect that. Well done. Keep going. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, I am constantly, I feel like, reaching out and just touching people. Like, hey, I I saw you at a show or, you know, I've seen you comment on our Facebook page. And, I mean, people are in so many different areas now, virtually, on the Internet, in person. Um, I want to be as many places as I can, you know. Touching them. Facilitate to touch people. Yeah. And that's how you got COVID. Right. (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't know but it just makes sense to me yeah i mean i i think that that this fallacy that we're more connected than ever is is 
damaging and people they want to sell that and you know if we really want to get crazy and uh joe rogany like you know this whole people are taking advantage of of the whole us having to quarantine and you know you've got this it's like hey we're gonna we're gonna have these virtual concerts in these virtual stadiums and it's like Oh, great. Let's think of another way to keep people in their house and never go out of their house again so that they can just download your bullshit. I see both sides of that. Mm -hmm. And I get the frustration probably on your end of it. But being someone who is so used to going to shows and going out and then having the world shut down to be able to have that respite of you and Ryan you know, doing your CD release, you know, live on the internet. That sure. was amazing. Sure. It was perfect for the time. We Total. needed it. And everyone in the chat, like we all connected in the chat room during all, all of your live shows that you guys were doing during that time. Well, and it was something to look forward to because we're stuck in our homes. We're lucky if we're not murdering the people we live with because uh -huh. no one is meant to be together this much. I don't it, care how much you love each other. Right. Good but, Lord. But you see what's this insidious thing that's happening. Like when I see, it's like, oh, from now on, there'll be just be virtual stadiums and these shows will happen and you'll be there with your avatar. And I'm just oh, like, no. oh. Oh, that's my nightmare. Oh, yeah. No, and I think people pandemic. are using the pandemic to further that agenda. God, everything I say sounds like it sounds like a, a conspiracy, but it, but it's not, people. <laughs> the further, anytime someone says something like "further their agenda," your alarm should go off. Yeah, the light should go off. There is an agenda. There, yeah, For, people furthering their agenda in the liberal-run media. <laughs> What about Gabe? How's Gabe doing? Yeah, Gabe, Ben, you guys got any questions? I'm just imagining a happy middle ground where you go back out on tour, Scott, and Gabe, you know, still isn't ready to come back beyond the road, but you do a Gabe hologram that comes out and does <laughs> does his parts. It could even be live Gabe in his living room, and it's just, you know, he's just transmitted onto the stage for his, his tambo <laughs> and his vocals. Listen, I think this is a great idea, and if we can figure out how to do this, uh, and have it not be exorbitantly expensive. I'm totally into this idea. I would In love to time? tour the, you know, well, yes, that would be preferable, but I also understand that you probably don't want to do that either, but to have a, a Gabe, uh, a local Gabe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to have a Gabe hologram would be amazing. I mean, it, it wouldn't have to be that, Big, it wouldn't take up that much room. It'd be probably as big as the Dio hologram, right, Gabe? Yeah, I'm about his height. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it'd be perfect. <laughs> I'm into the idea. In fact, you could dress up like Dio. <laughs> I, I think you should just take that, take the footage you have from uh, from that from the movie where he's wearing his judge shirt and just have that <laughs> the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, yes, he has to be in the judge shirt. I want to know how does Lauren spin all the records and, and how big is your table with your turntables next to you to play all these songs from home on the radio station? How does that work? Magic. 
Says the guy they're, who doesn't. They're have just forty fives, right? You only spend forty fives. <laughs> no, it's all digital. Of course. It's but all in the cloud. Of course. Are you the one doing all the work? You're the, the the wizard behind the curtain, or do you have somebody with you? This is my curtain. I do my own show. I'm a, I'm a one woman band. <laughs> hey, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I did karaoke again this weekend. Uh-oh. I don't know what has happened to me. I have never been a karaoke person until Mr. Lucas and his wife pretty much forced me on stage in New Orleans. And then it seemed like a good idea at the Chicago wedding. Uh-huh. Not again. And now I'm doing karaoke. Again. On a regular basis. Well, it, this is the third time. What's your karaoke jam? What did you do in New Orleans? <sighs> I did Fiona Apple, Criminal. Oh, that's Gabe's, <laughs> that's Gabe's karaoke. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> then uh, Melissa and I did White Wedding. Uh-huh. I remember that. Was that was great. Yeah. You and great. Bean. And then I did James Laid. <laughs> I don't even know. It was my girlfriend's birthday. We were drinking Prosecco, uh, which is not a thing I drink. I have lost any karaoke mojo I might have ever had. It is completely gone. I blame I, Fred Durst. I do. Br- I do blame Fred Durst yeah. for a lot of things. But I watched but, you lose your karaoke mojo doing Nookie in New Orleans. <laughs> I think you captured it on your phone. I did, asshole. I did a. I honestly, I stopped because I. Was like, <laughs> You're so embarrassed. I felt. I was like, this. No one needs to be a part wow. of this that's not here right now <laughs> as a native floridian <laughs> and she saw me massacring the the national anthem of florida first of all it was so bad <laughs> the karaoke girl had to come up <laughs> and right. do another limp biscuit song to redeem right. the band. <laughs> to wash away the demons oh that i God. there's another yeah. Limp biscuit song <laughs> yeah give me something to break is that what she got up there and did? Yeah, the break stuff song. It was so aggressive. It's, it's just and one of those days. It was all about the he said, she said bullshit. Yeah. Which, how is your dry January going? It's pretty good. Pretty dry? But I'd sell my goddamn soul for a beer. I'm having a dry-ish January. That was The Shining. Oh, yeah? Dry-ish? Been, I've been drier than I had been because I haven't drank as much as I have throughout the pandemic in my entire life. Oh, I it's mean, been crazy. It's been a lot. Um, I mean, I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's not like, oh, my God, d- d- I became so depressed. And this it's like, no, no, no. We were like, all right, we, get, we ain't got shit to do today. Let's get drunk. <laughs> and, you know, that went on for like at least a year. Yeah. Is well, I know Gabe is perma dry. Is Ben doing dry January? Hell no. <laughs> He's not doing dry Tuesday. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not doing, either. I'm not doing dry January. I'm doing high January. Okay. Are you high right now, Ben? No, but I wish I was. You look like you're high. <laughs> <laughs> this would be... I would, every time I do one of the shows with you, I wish I were high. Mm-hmm. 
Are you a smoker or an edibler? Both. Well, not smoke. Vape. I don't understand the vaping part as opposed, like, it's because you don't have to deal with the flour and ashing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but I literally, I don't know how to light. I don't know. I've been handed, like, pipes and stuff, and I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to, I don't know when you are supposed to use the lighter and when you're not oh. supposed to. It always just burns my throat and I want to die. Benjamin. I've yeah. smoked out of, oh my God, I've smoked out of pretty much any kind of fruit you can imagine. <laughs> Cans, foil, toilet paper rolls. <laughs> toilet paper rolls. Yeah. <laughs> that was Gabe's anything thing. You no, you had a can of soda, me. right? I could figure out how to smoke pot out of it. There's nothing smoother than a nice toke <laughs> from tinfoil. <laughs> you ever tried crack? That's fun. <laughs> no. It's never too late to start, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having a dry two centuries. Extremely dry. So wait, how do you? What do you do to party, Gabe? You know you don't drink. Shakes. He doesn't smoke. He, he loves I love shakes. shakes. I love he loves shakes. ice cream. You know, when I moved south, I, I fell in love with Smoothie King. And I found a place. Here chat. we go again. <laughs> the only thing that gets Gabe going. <laughs> Tell me, baby. What is it? Fourth Avenue? One of the streets. I, I was I was in St. Pete for a while. Yeah. And they got they got a Smoothie King uh, on, on the road. And I, I would get I my banana. I know the one you're talking about. My banana boat special, the 20 ounce. Okay. You know, they got the Friday specials. You get them for... Five dollars for a thirty-two ounce or something, but yes, the shakes will get me going. Um, but no, it, it doesn't take alcohol or, or drugs. It's just whatever you know. Shows used to do it for me when I was yeah. when I was younger. So I was like you. I used to go to shows and just get high on life there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, Lauren, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Sorry about the technical difficulties. <laughs> no, I, I'm just glad that. Even the pros have the technical difficulties. Of course. It makes I'll us... gave it up from time to time. Yes, it's true. <laughs> I don't like this trend. I don't like this trend. You're supposed to use Gabe as a positive experience. Why'd you Not take it negative? Positive. Yeah. You had difficulties and you said you gave Because it. the real Gabe has been Overcame such a positive experience his whole life. I'm Mr. Positive. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We should have Lauren cut a special intro for this episode. No, 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 We got an even better idea. Oh, okay. What's that? Yeah, no, no, it, we can't tell you about it. Be a surprise for Lauren. It's be a oh. surprise. Okay. I have been meaning to send you some new intros, though. Oh, yeah? That'd be great. That'd be, you know what? People probably don't know this. I'll put it in the the show notes, the show notes that you're our, uh, you're our, uh, what would it be? You're the voice of lifers. You're our Ed Ed Hurley. I don't know what that means. I like voice of lifers though. That's the voice of lifers. Yeah. You're you're the one who does the intro. You're our Ed McMahon. No, I guess Gabe's the Ed McMahon. He's the Ed McMahon. He did the intros for... Tonight Show, wasn't it Ed McMahon? That was Ed McMahon. That's why I said Joe Hurley, because Joe Hurley right. did the intro for King of Comedy. Who would do the intro for uh, Saturday Night Letterman. Live? Wait, Letterman. Uh, oh, Saturday Night Live. And Letterman might have been the same guy who did Saturday Night Live. No, I don't think so. 
Saturday Night Live. Back in the NBC days? Might have been. Yeah. He's the guy. He's dead now. No, the I guy know. Who, the guy who did. What was his name? He, he's I'm famous getting, name. The dead angry guy? De- no, Don. the guy who do the intros for uh, Saturday Night Live. Don something. Uh, Eddie Don Murphy. Pardo. Don, Don Pardo. John Don Pardo. Lauren O'Neill is our Don Pardo. I'll take the it. Don Pardo of lifers, Lauren O'Neill. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Gay Rodriguez. Well, I'm obviously a big fan, and I love what you guys are doing. You've got great chemistry, and just know everything about everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sometimes. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the